Everybody's looking to populate the uh, red planet. Some of us would rather stay here on this rock. We're comfortable with it. But if you want to take a look at Mars and see it up close, they're doing something really cool at uh, York University. We're joined now by our resident space expert, Paul Delaney, 640 Toronto's expert in astronomy and space exploration. Welcome to the show, Paul. G'day, Kelly. Um, now, at the end of this month, July 25th through August 1st we, 1st, we have this very rare opportunity to take a look at Mars. What is going to be so special about its positioning at that point in time? Well, Mars is going to be quite close to us at that point in time and therefore quite bright. What that translates to is a slightly larger image than normal in the eyepiece of a telescope, giving you and anybody who is interested the opportunity to see polar ice caps, dark features on the surface of Mars, make this planet come to life for you in front of your own very eye. You know, it's called the red planet. When you talk about polar ice caps, what color are they? Oh, they're white. It's, it's really contrasty. Uh, I mean, Mars in the eyepiece, even to the naked eye, it seems to be a bit of a dusty hue. It's an off-white. It's a, it's a brownish red. When you look at it through the eyepiece, that gets uh, exaggerated even further. We're not talking about sort of like signal red at a stop sign or anything like that, but it is distinctly reddish in hue in contrast to the whites and the yellows that you often see in the eyepiece. And of course, ice caps, you know, it's water ice and frozen carbon dioxide. They're distinctly white and highly reflective. So you really can see the difference in those surface features on Mars. Mars will be in what they call opposition. Uh, Can you make this relatable and understandable (laughs) for us? Absolutely. So every 26 months, we get a geometry such that Sun, Earth, and Mars, you can draw a straight line through them, or close enough, it's a nice straight line through them, which means, of course, that Mars will rise as the sun is setting, and Mars will set as the sun is rising. That is the geometry that happens every 26 months. This one, this year, happens on July 27th, so Friday, July 27th. It's the night of full moon, too, as it works out. And On that particular night, Mars will be quite close to us. It actually gets a touch closer by the following Tuesday, so what's that, uh, July 31st, at a a, a measly 56 million kilometers. So opposition is when the Sun and Mars are opposite each other in the sky. What will we see with the naked eye? Will we see Mars? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, if you go out tonight and uh, around about 10.30, between 10 and 10.30, and look towards the east, you will see a really bright point of light rising. Uh, It is by far the brightest object in that area of the sky at between 10 and 10.30, and that is Mars. And if you look at it when it's a little bit higher, because when it's close to the horizon, it's artificially colored because of all of our, our atmospheric pollution and smog and so on. Wait till it gets a little bit higher and then compare it to any of the other stars that you can see in the sky. And I think you will agree that Mars is giving us a very distinctly dusty hue, a brownish reddish hue. And that, as I said before, gets exaggerated when you're looking at it in the eyepiece of a telescope. And does that have to do with that has to do with the sun lighting it up? Uh, In this particular instance, it's because Mars is rusty. Uh, The soil is rich in iron and it's gone through an oxidation process, very much like what happens to your bike if you leave it outside during the winter. (laughs) It goes rusty. So there's a significant amount of iron oxide on the surface of Mars and that gets picked up, thrown around in the atmosphere, gets deposited elsewhere. It just layers the entire planet with this sort of thin film of dust and that gives us the red appearance. So weeknights from July 21st, uh, no, no, through 
July 25th. 25th, rather, through August 1st, from 9 p.m. to midnight. You are going to be opening your doors at the observatory and allowing people to come in for absolutely no charge to take out a look at Mars? You got it. This this is the time where everybody has a good opportunity to come in and have a look at Mars. And because other planets are up, while you're waiting, there'll be other telescopes that will be looking at Jupiter and Saturn uh, on the, uh, the 25, 6, and 7, because the moon is basically full. You'll have a chance to look at the moon. It, it's the summer of the planets, Kelly, is what it amounts to. Mars is arguably the highlight, but there's lots of wonderful things to look at in the sky. And as you said, the 25th, 6th, and 7th, and then the 30th, 31st, and then August 1st, those six nights here uh, at the York University campus will be looking to the sky for everybody. How many people do you anticipate dropping in? Well, let me say that back in 2003, which is when we did this the last time, when Mars was again very, very close to us, we serviced about 3,500 people over five nights. Wow, that's yeah. a good turnout. Now, that, that, that's why we've got a big open area on top of the Arboretum parking arcade to accommodate those sorts of crowds. You can't put that many people in my dome, so we spread out a little bit on top of a uh, parking arcade. How do you know you can't put that many people? Have you tried? Uh, Is there some nefarious story? (laughs) I'm not going to go there. Over coffee, maybe sometime. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Now, you know that now that you said it was over coffee, I think we know the answer to it. Um, Depending on the crowd size. You might actually be able to take a photo with your cell phone. How does that work? That's right, exactly. So uh, on our 40-centimeter telescope, we'll have a device set up so that you can slide your uh, cell phone into it, and it'll be hovering over the eyepiece, and then you can do the focusing, wow. take an image of it. As I said, you know, if you've got 300 people behind you, I'm not going to let you be fiddling and diddling there indefinitely because they'll lynch you. Uh, but you know, towards the end of the evening, when I'm sure the crowds will die down for those who want to do the astrophotography, photography bit, we'll have that opportunity available for you. So, Paul, you're telling me I'll be able to be focusing and and moving uh, parts of this telescope? Mm -hmm. How hands-on is it? Well, rest assured, my observing team will be right beside you, so you're not allowed to drive it to Australia or anything like that. But, you know, I don't want you to come back and say, I did the focusing wrong. No, you're going to be in charge of the focusing, and if you take an out-of-focus image, it's all on you. (laughs) I got what you're saying. Paul, it's pretty exciting stuff that you're doing. This is July 25th through August 1st. Happens at York University at the William Small Center, and uh, 9 9 p.m. to midnight. But if you're still in line and midnight is rocking around, rest assured, we'll stay there until the last person is observed. You're a good guy, Paul. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. My pleasure, Kelly. Take care. Cheers. That's Paul Delaney, 640 Toronto's expert in astronomy and space exploration. I think that sounds like a plan. What a great thing to do with the kids. You having a staycation or you just want to, you know, head up to York yourself.